702 on 92.7 and 106 FM. Streaming on 702.co.za. The 702 app. And on DSTV channel 856. So going on to 20 past eight and time to talk parenting with our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. And today we're looking at universities. To go or not to go, what is suitable for your child? That's the conversation Nikki's bringing to us this morning. Hi, Nikki. Hope you're well. I am. Thanks for feeling well. Fantastic stuff. Nikki, uh, a, a big conversation that you're bringing to us this morning. Uh, matric results are out and you are weighing in on the university degree debate. Essentially, I'm guessing you want to talk to us about whether, not necessarily whether it's necessary to get a degree, but what is suitable and the right fit for your child. How do parents and families and children themselves make this assessment? Yeah, this is such a great conversation because in South Africa, we are still very hooked on the fact that success is directly linked to getting a degree. And it is a a fact, it's still a fact, that people with degrees earn better in the long run. But how long that's going to continue for, I'm not too sure. Um, And also, many large companies in the world are removing the degree filter from their recruiting requirements. So there are also many more entry points into professions such as, you know, the traditional ones like medicine and accountancy that were never there before. So in other words, if you want to get into medicine, you don't necessarily have to become a doctor. You could enter through medical ethics, for example, or medical robotics. And to become a chartered accountant, and I mention these things like medicine, accountancy, lawyers, etc., because in South Africa that is still considered by many parents to, you know, those are the pinnacle of what our children should aspire to. But the South African Institute for Chartered Accountants can certify you based on your experience today. So you don't necessarily have to go and study to become a CA, that traditional route, um, which is very long, arduous, and for many kids completely out of their reach. So we need to expand our minds um, to, to other possibilities because dirty jobs, Mike Rowe um, introduced the, the, coined the term dirty jobs, are in enormous demand today. Mm. Define, so, define them for us. Yeah, so think um, electrician, think plumber. Um, those are really in huge demand. And um, if I look at some of the most in-demand jobs today, beyond even dirty jobs, things like audiologists, there are not enough in the world because the world's population is getting old and everybody needs a hearing aid. Um, opticians, because we're all on screens, even from the youngest of ages, there is an absolute pandemic of short-sightedness uh, from children right through to adults. Um, and then there are things out of left field that we've never heard of before, like biomimicry, which is where you go and do a degree, which uh, helps you to uh, create things like coverings for buildings that mimic a beetle's skin. So how does a beetle breathe and cool itself down and heat itself up? Um, So some fascinating, fascinating things that are going on. So some advice, I think, for young people who are looking at degrees, because, um, you know, obviously we're there right now, is that our kids really do need to pick a field of study that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. And 
try and start, unless you really know what you want to do, which most kids don't know at the age of 18, try and do the most general degree you can find in the field of interest. Um, because, you know, things are changing so fast. By the time, uh, you know, you, you, you get to the end of your degree, so much more is going to be available and possible. And you need to look at taking your degree to the furthest technical edge that you can because we are, after all, living in the fourth industrial revolution where automation, artificial intelligence, and algorithms are going to be very much part of most jobs in the future. So, for example, in engineering or medicine, make sure that you study robotics. In accounting, make sure you study coding, artificial intelligence, and machine learning because we're going to have to incorporate machines into our jobs. And so we have to learn how to talk to machines. And cross-disciplinary qualifications are going to be in demand, uh, like genetic engineering or a robotic engineer. And there's so much we feel where that our kids can study even for free today. So if you can't afford to go to university, it's also not the end of the world that you're not going to get a degree. And I think this is a shift in mindset that we need to get through to parents. It's not only about a degree today. Um, you know, you could become a plumber and learn how to use, um, you know, technology to diagnose what's going on in a household system. Uh, drones, gamers, you know, there are jobs for people with these kinds of skills. In fact, there are a lot of jobs people with these kind of skills. You know, Nikki, there's obviously a lot to wrap your mind around. There is a lot to think around. You're talking about this uh, cross-disciplinary qualifications, the fact that, you know, one qualification won't be enough to see through a lifetime of work. We know, obviously, the concept of ongoing studying, which is, going, which is a reality uh, that's already here. When you speak to parents and when you speak to young people who are exploring their options, the kinds of questions that you're encouraging them to ask, whether whatever institution it is that they're engaging, what are the kinds of questions you're, asked, you're encouraging them to ask? Because obviously we can't see around corners, but we're, you know, we're, we're making these inquiries in anticipation of how the future could possibly change, how technology or climate change or whatever it might be will affect things going forward. So questions that we need to be asking are things like, what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? And what will I get paid for? And what does the world need right now? And if you look at that one of what does the world need right now, that's an interesting one. Um, because there is, you know, with, with changes in the world, we are looking at things like um, quarantine enforcers. I mean, who knew? Uh, in my book, Future Proof Your Child for the 2020s and Beyond, uh, which was published in 2019, one of the things we spoke about was a quarantine enforcer, mm. and six months later we were in a pandemic. So, you Oh, know, so you jinxed you. us. Sorry? You are the one who jinxed us. <laughs> there we go. Um, and, and that nurses would be in short supply. Um, so the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics um, talks about uh, things like solar, solar voltaic and wind turbine installers and technicians. So look at energy. We're going to go into energy, greening, you know, the climate change, home health. 
Um, so anybody who looks after older people, because so if, if you've got a high need to care, um, you might be looking at things like um, looking after older people, and it it varies from from medicine for older people to hearing aids for older people to actually being a caregiver for older people. In Europe, there are not enough young people because of the the aging population, and you can be paid a fortune looking after older people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think the concept also um, that we have to wrap our heads around is that our kids can go and do things we perhaps never could do ourselves and perhaps get paid a lot for them quite early on, create a nest egg for themselves early on and create many more choices for themselves later on. And one qualification is not going to cut it if you're going to live for 100 or 120 years. So your first qualification is just a door opener. Our kids have to be absolutely committed to learning new things, upskilling themselves throughout their lives, reinventing themselves. Just look at eye surgery. Eye surgery is rarely done by hand anymore. It is done by machine. You've got to, you're almost like a gamer behind the controls of a gaming machine. The, the ophthalmologist does not touch the patient. So this is how far things are changing. So a commitment to reinvention and adapting to change and a flexibility of mind is really, really important. And of course, watching the trends. So do get hold of my book, Future Proof Your Child for the 2020s and Beyond, that really does sketch a view of the future and some of the trends and the forces at play that are going to change the way work happens and the kinds of qualifications that children are going to need. All right, Nikki, a very, very quick one before I let you go. I'm just looking at the time. You spoke about free education courses, um, how to assess what will work for you, how to package all of that when you've been unable. Because I'm just looking at a WhatsApp message that came here, uh, came through a few minutes ago saying, uh, morning, a learner with eight A's at matric level turned down for medicine. This is negative motivation for current learners in matric. Space at tertiary institutions is limited whilst our population is increasing. Um, poor planning. We know about... About, you know, we know about the limitations of space, but of course, the reality in essay is the limitations uh, fiscally or financially for far too many families. So you might have a specific passion. You might want to go and study somewhere, but you touched on free courses. People talk a lot about MOOCs, for instance, yeah. and finding the right ones suitable for you. Once you've found yeah. the right ones, how do you package that all up and make it attractive or suitable or viable in, mm. let's say, an interview process if you're not going to be a self-starter or an entrepreneur? Because Absolutely. it's all about how you position it, right? And yep. <laughs> make it seem like a, you, you've actually gained worthwhile experience or learning. Yes. So once again, take your field of interest and MOOCs are massive open online courses, many of which are free and go and study, self-study things that are in line with your interest. So if it was medicine, there's so much that you can go and read up on study, uh, do short courses, and that shows commitment And that is what an employer in the future or maybe when you're going to reapply to do medicine the following year 
will be interested in the fact that you don't only have eight A's on your matric certificate, but look at what you've done in the intervening year. You have created a meaningful experience that actually illustrates your commitment and your passion to the field. And that will take you a long way. Mm. Oh, Lovely advice. Thanks so much, Nikki. Really appreciate this uh, topic and this conversation. Uh, and of course, you can check it all out on NikkiBush.com.